Hello and welcome to the Proven Path Podcast. I'm here with Mike Nielsen, mortgage broker. Tell me, Mike, a little bit about your company. I work for Guaranteed Rate Incorporated. We're in Chicago, Illinois. Um, We are in a good number of states and we lend out of Illinois, um, but my office is located in Chicago. So I'm a realtor. Kind of give me some of the tips that you see that is helping realtors get loans through to get their sales done. The biggest thing I see and most often is that and I tell the agents that I work very closely with, is that they should have their buyer before they, you know, right after that first conversation they have with them about where are you looking, what do you want to buy, what's your price point, is to have them call a mortgage lender. Some agents think, well, I don't want to waste my client's time up front, things like that. Well, if you're not going to have them call me, they might be wasting your time. You might be wasting their time. The whole process might be a complete waste. So for 10, what is 10 to 15 minutes on the phone, the pre-approval is probably up front. It's probably one of the more, if not most important parts of the process. Give me some of your key questions of that pre-approval process. The first one, obviously, is getting to know the person and understanding you know, who I am, who they are, and where they're looking to go and what they're looking to purchase. Uh, then we get into a full credit check, discuss their credit. I send them a copy of their credit. Um, start talking about income, employment, assets, um, the whole financial picture of what is going on, what's going on in the past, and what they're looking to do in the future as far as with this home purchase. Are you seeing the consumer having to bring more verification of some of the things you just described? Um, The days of loans that don't have verification at all, believe it or not, those did at one point they, they were around. Uh, so those days are, for the most part, if not completely gone. So yeah, we, we will need to verify on the income side, a verification of where you work, um, a pay stub, W-2s, tax returns, uh, bank statements for your down payment, all that kind of stuff. It is certain, certain pieces of documentation are on a case-by-case basis, but is there more documentation than before? Maybe a little, but there should have been more, I guess, is what uh, what I think in the past as far as where we are in the, the mortgage world and somewhat of a financial crisis. So after that pre-approval, you take that client into getting a loan. What's the next step there? The next step with getting a loan is um, to send them a copy of the application. So they, Sometimes people like coming in face-to-face. Sometimes we email that to them. And uh, they review the application. They will call me back with any questions in regards to the application and send that back along with the list of documentation we requested from them. That's a huge thing that I talk about with realtors is make sure that the mortgage person, if for some reason it's not me that they're working with, is very upfront as far as what the documentation is that's needed. Because the last thing that the realtor on the buy or the sell side or any attorneys or anyone involved in the process wants to find out is that in the 11th hour, a day before, an hour before closing, that some piece of documentation hasn't been verified. So that's why that first getting a signed application and getting every piece of documentation you need from the client is important because it's it, you don't want to send them a big surprise at the end of the day on the 11th hour that you need a full tax return. Whoa, why don't why why do you need that? Why why all of a sudden? What is is something going wrong with my loan? Should I not be buying this place? You know, a lot of red flags will come up at that point. So, are you seeing any documents that are coming up lately that people have to have. We know the typical tax return. We know the the bank statements. We know the verification of employment. Anything else? It's a good question that you ask. Are there is there anything new? Because a newer one is um, the verification of deposits on people's on people's bank statements. Well, you have your payroll. You have um, you know 
small checks that people might write from to each other here and back and here and there. But if you have a $3,000 deposit into your checking account that we're going to want to know where that comes from. It's not a huge deal. If you know where it comes from, get us a copy of the canceled check um, so we can see where it came from so it's not some illegal activity or some fraudulent activity that's someone's assisting you in buying this property. That's what used to happen in the past is all of a sudden someone would have $1,000 in their checking, and then all of a sudden the next day before closing they have 60000 in there. Well, where, where did all those funds come from? Are your parents helping you? We want to know that. Is a friend helping you? Is there some illegal activity? We're not assuming that illegal activity, but we want to know um, where funds are coming from in your account. So give me the next step. Pre-approve, you get the approval, then we have the appraisal, you're locking in their interest rate, um, you're getting all the documentation needed from the seller. Uh, once we uh, have it clear to close and a final final approval on their loan, uh, we will let all parties know. That's very important. Sometimes you tell the buyer it's their first time buy. You tell them, hey, your loan's approved. We're re- ready to go. They don't think to pass that along to the realtors, the attorneys, uh, the title company, all the important people that are going to be part of this and have been part of it from day one to make it happen. So um, letting them know and letting all parties know that we are ready to close and that they can schedule the closing, um, that should be done at that point. Now let's back up. You just ran through the laundry list of the next processes. Let's stop at the appraisal. Give me any tips that the realtor should have about appraisals lately. Well, a realtor should know that um, a good probably year year to year and a half ago, um, lenders um, and the government changed the ability to... I used to be able to just call any different appraiser and say, hey, you're my buddy, you're my guy, go out and appraise this. Well, obviously, you could see that there could be some problems with that. I could say, I need a value of 250 in order to get the loan done, or my buyer needs a value, or the seller, or whoever is involved. So now, appraisers are chosen completely at random, and we do not know who's going out there. So for the, for the realtor, the listing agent, to be more prepared these days is a lot more important. To have all sales histories of the building, sales histories of the unit in question, upgrades, details, things like that, as opposed to just opening the door, letting an appraiser walk around for 15 minutes, take a few pictures and leave. That's not what you should be doing these days just because appraisers are going to be held to a, a higher standard as far as putting together a good report. So there was mentioned in an earlier podcast that the seller could give the appraisers a list of everything that's been done to the house to help them financially rate this house. Is that a good practice? Absolutely. If you've done upgrades to your unit, and upgrades are very different. I've, I've heard people tell me that they hung some blinds. Well, that's not going to increase the value as much as we redid our kitchen, we redid our bathrooms, new tile, new hardwood floors. Just letting the appraiser know that this unit is different from the last time it sold or closed. And also it's different from other units in the building as far as we have an extra breakfast nook, we have extra square footage, we have parking spots. I've seen many appraisals come over where it would be good for the appraiser to know up front that the unit is selling with two parking spots or two oversized parking spots. 
um, or that the parking spots are in a location that is right next to the elevator, kind of something like that. Is that going to, you know, equate to a higher value? Maybe, maybe not. But those are important things that, you know, the appraiser needs to leave there, leave that appointment with as much information as possible. So, yes, I would agree with uh, your previous podcast. So now we're at that position where you've let the clients know they're clear to close. What other tips can you give them? The most important is that they be prepared for the day of closing. You know, where uh, where are your funds going to come from? Do you have that uh, either certified check or wire available? Uh, a good example of something that has changed recently is um, for funds, at least in the state of Illinois, for funds greater than $50,000 due at closing, you used to be able to, no matter what, use a certified check. Uh, now a wire is required. It's a big deal to people. Sometimes people, first-time buyers, have never wired funds. How do I wire funds? Where do I go? What do I do? Um, and really, is it that difficult? No. Can it be done You know, in a half hour by walking into your local bank or your, your banking branch? Absolutely. So, Little things like that, changes like that, so people know that they're not just showing up with their checkbook of a personal check. Um, it's important for them to know that. How are you getting your business? Uh, my business is past clients, real estate agents, financial planners, um, just to name a few, re- real estate attorneys. You know, we have a pretty big s- sphere of influence, is what I like to call it. So um, we're in a very retail business where I could go to a family party and someone needs a mortgage to buy their place or a mortgage to do a refinance or something like that. So pretty much anyone could be my client as long as they're able to qualify. I want to thank you for being on the Proven Pad podcast. If anyone wanted to get more information from you, how could they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at my, my direct line in my office, which is 773-435-7920, or my email is mike.nielsen at guaranteedrate.com. Thank you, Mike, for being on the Proven Path Podcast. Thanks for having me. The opinions expressed here are the views of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Council of Residential Specialists. Thanks for listening to the Proven Path Podcast. If you have any questions or topic suggestions for the show, send an email to solutions at crs.com.